Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're a fan of rugby league and the NRL, you have no doubt heard commentators, mostly Australian, though not isolated to our friends across the ditch, mangling the names of Māori and Pacifica players. And while there has been more of an effort made in the past few years to get it right, nearly 50% of the league is, after all, of Māori and Pacifica heritage, there are still times when fans are left shaking their heads as the commentator gets it wrong. But one Kiwi league fan is doing his bit to change that. His name's Stephen Gallagher. He now lives in Penrith and he's created a comprehensive pronunciation guide to all 510 players listed in the competition's first grade men's teams. This is uh, ahead of the new season kicking off this weekend, of course. And Stephen joins us live now. Kia ora, and thanks so much for talking to us here on Nights. Kia ora, no worries. It's lovely to have you here, and I apologise. I should have checked this ahead of time. It would be very ironic if I was pronouncing your surname wrong. Gallagher or Gallagher? Gallagher, yep. Oh, so that's, um, that's a good start. That's a great start there. You've, you've nailed it straight <laughs> off the bat. I think I probably should have done it before I came on the air, but uh, it's neither here nor there, I suppose. Stephen, tell us first of all, what might seem an obvious question, I suppose, but what may motivated you to not only create the list, but actually to record all of the names here? Um, I just, I see this as a stepping stone in the right direction of... It's 2024. Um, every person, no matter their heritage, sh- deserves to have their name said correctly. And um, being Māori myself and having um, Pacifica friends and um, family members, I totally empathise and um, with them about having their names said wrong or their language said wrong and I just kind of just had enough, you know, I just had enough. And I think this is something, um, you know, my two passions combining, basically, Emil, are, are footy and culture. So this felt like the just the right thing to do. And, and I, this is something I really wanted to tackle and, and be part of a, um, a bigger thing going forward. You talk about y- your friends, your Māori and being Māori yourself and, and your Pacifica friends and... I'm curious, you know, when I when I was growing up, a lot of the time the way that long names or names that were in a language that you weren't used to were sort of um, uh, uh, circumnavigated, that's probably the wrong word, but was um, through shortening of names, you know, to like a letter or um, a, a, a syllable. And that, it, it's kind of, it's a bit patronising to do that, isn't it? I think so. Look, I, you know, like, Nicknames is probably a big thing in New Zealand. It's definitely a, a big thing here in Australia. It's just giving someone a nickname, and and that, it's almost like a, a term of, of endearment and acceptance, right? But I think mm-hmm. on the other side of that is it's you're not showing respect to the person because you've just gone, look, I don't know how to say their name actually, so I'm just going to call them this. And 
that's what I'll call them and they'll just put up with that because I can't be bothered learning it or getting it right. 510 names there are on, on the list. How long did you spend putting this together? Uh, so last year was when I originally put it all together. So that was basically me starting from scratch. So going through all top 30 um, players of every 17 NRL teams, spelling it out phonetically, recording it. That probably within itself was probably a four to five week project. Uh, this this year was just more about rejigging it to make sure the players match the appropriate teams and the off-season changing teams, new players coming in from different places, um, new guys being promoted into the top 30 of other teams. So it was basically just about updating it, and that was probably just a couple of days, which was basically meant, you know, that the hard yards were done last year, and it was just making sure that everything was up to date this year for it. So it's been, it has been a, a time-consuming process, but I think it's absolutely worthwhile. It's an interesting thing from a commentator's point of view, isn't it? Because, you know, it is it is difficult to say words uh, in languages that you don't speak fluently. Different languages do have different combinations of vowels and, and rules and sounds of consonants, and the letters relate to one another in, in different ways. But I guess, you know, if you're paid to commentate, the least you can do is take the time to learn the names of the what, 36 or so players on the field who are playing the game that you're commentating. That's right. And I think, um, you know, probably pre-game, they're probably snacking on some camembert um, <laughs> and peanut noia, you yeah. know. So, look, uh, you're right. That's exactly where I was going to lead to it with that, is like if your job is to say words out loud, <laughs> you'd think that you're going to take a little bit of time to get it right, to learn it. And that's not to say that the odd, you know, mistake's going to come through when you're commentating a game and something frantic's happening and there's all over the place. I totally get that. But it's just a genuine attempt or lack thereof from individuals. And we've all been guilty of it, 100%. But I think it's more so of now I know that I'm getting it wrong or mm -hmm. I know it's wrong. I can't be bothered learning or I'm too scared or I'm too embarrassed to get it right or whatever. But the issue is that if you're getting paid to do this, you should absolutely be getting it right. Just like any job, you know, you're not going to go and do it half fast. You want to make sure you're doing the best proper job for anything that you're doing. Stephen, you might have answered this already, but um, how did you actually go about clarifying how different names were pronounced? Because presumably you're not f fluent in seven different languages. I wish I was. I'm, I'm barely uh, <laughs> fluent in English, to be honest. That's right. And, you know, and that's something I have to do on a day to day basis for a job. So, you know, I'm shooting myself in the foot here. But uh, to be honest, a lot of it has come down to um, learning uh, Te Reo Māori and immersing myself in Te Reo Māori and doing things like night classes mm -hmm. through uh, Te Wānanga or Aotearoa. Um, and also just being able to sort of um, surround myself with uh, Pacifica friends and understanding how their language works and just conversing with them and and just hearing them speak, I think, and then you you pick up little cues about how that's said or what those you know two letters should say should sound like. Um, it's different from it being in English and Samoan or Tongan or Fijian. So it's just basically um, adopting. 
uh, a wide variety of, of those languages and, and understandings and just kind of putting it all together and learning those, um, the way that all works and just and just basically uh, adapting that for these names and, and, you know, cultural heritages, that's for sure. Why do you think the NRL hasn't got this right? Or the, maybe this, it's more maybe it's more the broadcasters. The broadcasters haven't got this right yet because it, it's not like this has come out of nowhere. This has been an issue for years and years, decades even. I think um, just probably a, a, a lack of acknowledgement around it, I suppose. And it's just, you know, when you've always done something one way and no one's spoken up to you or said anything to you, you're just probably going to continue to do things those ways. So I think um, off the back of the the Māori versus Indigenous All-Stars game a couple of weeks ago, you know, I feel like they do put a lot of emphasis on that um, to get player pronunciation right. But then, you know, once the regular season comes around, it's like, well, you know, that special cultural game is in the past and now I can just go on with saying it how I've always said it. Or And a lot of it too comes down to, you know, a lot of our... Um, Polynesian and Melanesian, um, you know, peoples are quite fuckamah. They are quite shy mm. or around, you know, speaking up and, you know, trying to, co- pro- you know, correct someone or say, hey, this is not how you say it. So there's also that sort of element too. You know, they are very quite shy. Um, they probably, you know, just want the easiest outcome. But now in 2024, I think, you know, it is time to go, hey, look, I'm, this is how it's been said. This is how you've said it my whole career, but this is how I want it to be said because this is right. And I think that just taking those cues on board um, will go a very long way to, you know, just prolonging um, language and culture and, and supporting it all as well. Is it especially important, do you think, given the relationship Many of these Pacific nations and um, they sort of have with, with rugby league in New Zealand and in Australia and, and the influence that they've had. Because I, I suppose when it comes to pronunciation, you can get pretentious, right? Like I'm a New Zealander, I have a New Zealand accent. If I'm commentating on an Italian football game and I'm saying, you know, the ball goes down the pitch, it's picked up by Francesco Totti, and he lays it inside to Alessandro Del Piero. You know, like, doing the accent, it, it, it just sounds pretentious and, and almost disrespectful. But given the the number of Pacifica and Māori players in the NRL, it, it's more of a responsibility, do you think? I think there is a big uh, responsibi- responsibility in media outlets to be getting that right. Um, it is... You know their job to get it get it right, show that they're getting it right, putting the effort into getting it right, and also just rewarding you know that hard work. And I think if if you know big broadcasters in Australia like Fox or Channel Nine came out at the beginning of the season and said, "Hey, in the off season we've had a massive uh, emphasis with our comms and our media teams to get players' names right." That would be that would go a long way into getting more respect um, from you know Maori and Pacifica people as well, and I think we're still waiting for that. And um, you know, for them to reach out to me or to reach out to the teams and players is definitely the first step. And I think um, it's almost a shame that it's taken an amateur and myself to go out and do this to sort of 
almost put them on display and show them that, you know, they haven't put the effort in mm. when someone like m- myself has. Speaking of, have you had any feedback on the guide from either players or anyone involved with the NRL? I have had uh, a couple of people uh, in big media circles in Australia reach out to me and say, hey, we want to take this higher up, um, waiting to sort of hear back further on those sorts of conversations. So I believe that's quite promising. Um, a lot of positive feedback from people just uh, visiting uh, the Sports Freak website and clicking on the article and, and doing all that. Um, people, you know, sending me messages on, on Twitter or on Instagram and it's all been fairly fairly positive 99.9 percent positive which is probably quite overwhelming and i probably didn't expect as much um positive around that because i think there's still that awful uh racist stigma around like oh just get over it righty righty rah especially that kind of tall poppy syndrome attitude that new zealanders and australia's had so i think it's been uh very very positive of of it's it's been overwhelming and just you know having the opportunity like um tonight to discuss it with you and have more people you know pique their interest and and find out more about this i think is only a good thing yeah 99.9 percent positive feedback is a pretty good ratio i'll tell you that for free um Stephen, finally, you live in Penrith, but of course you have a New Zealand accent, uh, but you are in fact a long-suffering St George Illawarra fan. How are you folks shaping up for the 2024 season? Uh, well, uh, after winning a pre-season game against the West Tigers in Mudgee last week, I'm booking my tickets to grand final day 100%. Uh-huh. Um. <laughs> I like that optimism, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, I, I think, you know, when you've got a coach like uh, Shane Flanagan, who's had proven success, you know, he was there to win Cronulla's first premiership in 2016. Um, already the player movements of um, getting guys who want to play for that jersey, getting them in, signing them, and it all looks pretty promising. And I think probably the, the biggest thing is is having uh, the halfback Ben Hunt um, mm. smiling and happy again after all the off um off-field uh, debacle around his, his signature and his contract in the last couple of uh, years. So, I, look, I don't think they'll make the top eight. I think they'll, they'll, they won't come last. They won't finish in the top eight, but they'll do enough to stay competitive for majority of their games. But, um, look, it is a little bit of a rebuild, I would say. Uh, hope never dies, though, Stephen. And uh, in, light, <laughs> in light of that, I won't ask you to give us an up the wires. Uh, here on National Radio. That would just be too rude. Uh, Stephen Gallia, it's been lovely chatting to you this evening. Thank you very much for coming on the program. Thank you very much. Enjoy your evening. And uh, that piece from Stephen is on the Sports Freak website. In case you're interested, it's a really good website, Sports Freak, uh, sportsfreak.co.nz. Uh, I would point you in that direction. And there's also a write-up of that on The Guardian as well. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to (laughs) pretend that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. 
I remember, what was that? <laughs> say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.